And for the final time this season, we welcome you back inside the home office. I'm Craig D'Amico, and this is the season finale of NEC Football on the Run. The road to the 2022 Northeast Conference Championship has reached its final destination as the conference crown was decided this past Saturday afternoon at Dwayne Stadium in North Andover, Massachusetts. You know, this NEC football championship, it's the one gift that you can't sit out all night at the shopping center and fight off all the other parents for on Black Friday to get. No, this prize must be earned over the course of a grueling, intense, 12-week, three-month regular season. And on Saturday, it was the long-awaited, head-to-head, winner-take-all showdown between the St. Francis Red Flash and the Merrimack Warriors to see who would walk away with the 2022 Northeast Conference Championship. Let's get the show started by getting right to the highlights. It's St. Francis and Merrimack, the Red Flash, coming in on a D1 record eight-game win streak and a perfect 6-0 record in league play. During this eight-game win streak, the Red Flash averaging 39.8 points per game, 437 and a half yards of total offense. Remember, they clinched the NEC's automatic bid into the FCS playoffs three weeks ago with a 44-14 win over the Sacred Heart Pioneers, but they'd love to take a nine-game win streak, a trophy, and a ring into the FCS playoffs. On the other side, the Merrimack Warriors, in just their fourth year in Division I, they were looking to capture their school's first ever NEC football title. After a one and two start to the season, the Warriors had won seven straight, five of those games by a single possession. Now the Red Flash, they've gotten used to getting off to fast starts with Cole Doyle at the controls. In his last five starts, the Red Flash have outscored their opponents 55 to 10 in the first quarter, and they got off to another fast start on Saturday. In their first possession, Doyle gets to Kashawn Holmes for 27 yards on the first play from scrimmage. Three plays later, Doyle avoids the pressure, goes deep, and finds Makai Jackson, who made a great adjustment to hold up for the ball, a big play, 45 yards downfield. And then two plays after that, Doyle to Lavelle Armstead for the four-yard score, 7-0 St. Francis. Then after the red flash D forced a three and out, the offense takes over at their own two yard line. And it's like, if your pants could talk on Thanksgiving night, they'd probably say, Hey, we need a little breathing room over here. Well, St. Francis immediately got some breathing room out of the shadow of their own goalposts. Home runs right for 21 yards. They get that breathing room they were looking for. And then some. On this drive, they would convert three third downs to march the ball downfield and get it to second and six at the Warriors' nine. Doyle, look at the touch on this throw. Beautiful ball to Elijah Surratt at the near corner of the end zone. Nine-yard touchdown pass, 14-0 SFU, capping off a 14-play, 98-yard near eight-minute drive. Now, Merrimack would cut the deficit in half to start the second quarter. Gavin McCusker... Heaves it to the end zone. The defender falls down, and Pat Conroy's there wide open to make the grab. A 34-yard touchdown pass, and the Warriors now trail 14-7. to Their defense would get a stop, handing it over to the offense, trying to maybe go down the field and tie the game. But after two short runs and an incomplete pass, they were forced to punt, and the red flash took advantage to take firm control. At the goal line, Holmes runs it in from one yard out to put SFU 
back up by two scores. And on the next drive, Doyle, six-yard touchdown pass to Surratt, his second touchdown catch of the day to make it 28-7. to Then after a Willie O'Hara interception, Doyle finds Lavelle Armstead for a 32-yard touchdown on the very next play, but it gets called back. Penalty flag down, illegal man downfield, so take the touchdown off the board. No touchdown, no problem. All Doyle does is find Jackson for 22 yards, and then on the play after that, Doyle to Dawson Snyder, who makes an incredible diving effort at the goal line. Now St. Francis gets the touchdown. This one would hold up, and that would make it 35-7. to The Flash added an Alex Schmoke 24-yard field goal right before the half, and they led 38-7 to at the break. But they weren't done. In the third quarter, Holmes gets held up a little. Then he breaks it out to the far side and takes off down the sideline. A 69-yard touchdown run to make it 45-7. to And then before we put on the baseball cap and watch the rest of the afternoon from the sideline, Doyle gets a fifth touchdown pass. This one 18 yards to Dawson Snyder. The Red Flash became the ninth team in NEC history to run the table and go undefeated in the regular season. They knock off the Merrimack Warriors 52-23 to the final. The Red Flash are your 2022 Northeast Conference football champions. Their second title in program history with their first coming back in 2016. So that's two titles in the last seven seasons. The Red Flash have now won nine in a row, the third longest active win streak in the country. Holmes ran for 109 yards and two scores. Snyder and Jackson were both over 100 yards receiving with Snyder reeling in two touchdown passes and the defense recorded two sacks and a pick. And how about the quarterback, Cole Doyle? He went 24 for 30, 412 yards passing with five touchdowns for a second time this year. His 21 touchdown passes overall led the league at the end of the regular season and he is seven touchdown passes shy of the NEC and the St. Francis program record of 28 set by Jason Brown in 2019. And up next here on NEC Football on the Run, we are joined once again by the quarterback of the 2022 Northeast Conference football champion, St. Francis Red Flash, and the NEC's leader this year with 21 touchdown passes and counting, Cole Doyle. Cole, thanks so much for being with us and joining us once again back here on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me again. Now, the, the last time we chatted with you, you just threw five touchdowns and clinched the FCS bid. Now you threw five touchdowns and clinched the NEC championship. And I'm sure it would have been great going into the FCS playoffs anyway, but now doing it with a nine-game win streak, a trophy, and getting your, your finger sized for a ring, I'm sure that's a little bit better of a feeling. Yeah, definitely. Um, that conference championship was kind of like the last check on the list before we go in the playoffs. And Obviously, we knew we already clinched the playoffs, so we knew that we, we didn't necessarily have to win the game to play more games for the rest of the season. But that was a goal of ours since like the beginning of the season. And for us to go out there and accomplish it in the way that we did was like really a great thing, especially before playoffs coming up. Yeah, really, it was the, the cherry on top of the Sunday, the exclamation point at the end of the sentence. Okay, 52-23. Uh, it was the final. H how was the the morale of the team all week? You know, this matchup with Merrimack was like a collision course for like a month. Oh, the last game of the season, these two undefeated teams. So the week leading up to it, how was the morale of the team in practice getting ready for it? Um, well, I think it was just kind of the same as each week. You know, like we we knew what Merrimack was going to be in. We um we did a really good job of 
emulating the specific looks in practice. And um, we just really practiced hard. Like, we wanted to win a championship. We didn't take them light, and um, we knew they were a good football team. So so what's been the key to this success, uh, you know, early on in these games? Um, I think especially in this last game and just other games in general, um, just like you said, getting up early, getting those points on the board in those first couple of drives, and um, making big explosive plays on those first couple of drives really help our team to just kind of like – gain that momentum and carry it throughout the whole entire game. And when you, when you look back at the season as a whole, you know, undefeated season, great. Well, what was the turning point or maybe the biggest obstacle that your team faced along the way just to get here to the championship? Um, You know, we, we really just are like battling ourselves every day. I don't think that we had like an obstacle with an opponent. Um, I think it was just about, going in each day of practice and competing with each other and making each other better. Um, that would really be the only obstacle as a team, I would say. And, and really that that's a huge obstacle in itself, not to, you know, diminish the importance because, you know, getting mm -hmm. too high, getting too low. So keeping yourself in check, that, that could be a huge obstacle in itself. Right. Now you, you, the goal is obviously, you know, to be playing the best football as a team at the end of the year. Your last three games, you've averaged 306 yards, thrown 14 touchdowns. So, so what's been the key for you to, to come in playing your best football here at the end of the year? Um, I think it's just all – it all comes down to the game plan, honestly. It comes down to those film sessions throughout the week. Um, it comes down to those little small details that Coach tells me throughout the week. And um, those little small details really come in handy in the game because you, in those pressure moments, in those moments where you have to convert, you almost certainly know what they're going to be in. You know where to go with the ball. So it definitely takes some pressure off of your shoulders. This team has been a special team to watch. We talked last time, all the weapons at the skill positions, terrific offensive line in front of you, top defense in the league. You have a right. kicker booming 50-yard field goal. So, you know, I'll, I'll – Stars are like at all the positions. So going into the FCS playoffs, you know, it has to be a real positive feeling for this team that maybe you can make some noise here going forward. Oh, yeah. And we're ecstatic. I mean, our team knows what we're capable of. You know, we don't really care what opponent is in front of us, no matter how big of a school they are, um, how many wins they had in their program in the past. We don't really care about that. We, we know what we're capable of, and we're just ecstatic to go out there and just show people what we could do. Absolutely. Now we're going to get to the final five, some rapid fire questions for you. You ready to go? Yeah. All right. So I, I looked up your, your high school on Google maps and I noticed that where it is, there's a lot of cool touristy stuff pretty close by Rose Bowl, Universal Studios, Hollywood sign was all right there. So what, what is the number one touristy spot for you close to your high school? Um, I would say like the, there's like the Angeles crest, like just, there's a lot of good views. You can basically just see all of LA, you just drive up the mountain and just park your car. You could see the whole entire view of LA. You could see the ocean. So I would say like in my, by my high school specifically, that's probably like the main attraction I'd say. Awesome. Uh, for Thanksgiving, we know the Turkey's the star, but if you could only have one side dish that goes with it, what's your number one Thanksgiving side dish? Mac and cheese. Great choice. What's the number one item on your holiday uh, wish list here for black Friday? A uh, new pair of customized cleats.
Well, I don't know. Nice. Them, but. <laughs> okay. Uh, for your team, what would you say was the signature moment of the year, the play of the year, like on the highlight reel, the, the number one thing that has to be included? That's a tough one, but honestly, I just have to say the championship. Just, you know, those last couple of quarters in that championship and just the feeling that we had um, just being up that much, you know, it, we really just felt in control and just, you know, felt accomplished. And finally, how was the bus ride back home on Saturday evening? It was a really good bus ride, but it was also a really long bus ride. Mary Max far away. So, but you know, all the guys were hyped for the first four hours. We were all cheering on the bus and then everybody kind of just fell asleep. The tiredness kicked in, but it was a good bus ride. Did, did the trophy get its own seat or was someone in charge of holding on to the trophy or how that Yeah. Work? So like we, we like do like different stops on the trip. So like we would just pass the trophy from each bus. So like one bus would have the trophy and then. <laughs> the other bus would have the trophy. So we all got to you know, hold it and just enjoy it. Awesome. Well, Cole, uh, you will lead the NEC champion SFU Red Flash into the FCU play FCS playoffs this weekend. Thanks again for joining us. Congratulations on the great season and, and best of luck here the rest of the way, however far the journey takes you. All right. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. Cole Doyle, our guest this week here on NEC Football on the Run. Now let's bounce around the rest of the Northeast Conference on this regular season finale Saturday, week 12. The Duquesne Dukes, they shut out the Wagner Seahawks 33 to nothing. Joe Mishler had three touchdown passes for Duquesne. LIU, they held on for a 37-34 win over the Sacred Heart Pioneers. Lucas Stanzani threw four touchdown passes. Sacred Heart made a late rally in that game with 17 points in the fourth quarter, but the Sharks were able to close it out to finish the year on a four-game win streak. And the Central Connecticut State Blue Devils, they defeated Stonehill 39-14. to Nas Smith told us last week here on the show that his offensive line was on a mission to get him the rushing title, and they did, paving the way for Smith to record 29 carries for 218 yards and four touchdowns. Smith with an exclamation point to his season to finish with the most rushing yards in the Northeast Conference. So here's how it all adds up. As we mentioned, St. Francis finished undefeated in conference play during the regular season. The last team left standing at the top of the standings, the ninth team to do it all time. However, when Duquesne went 4-0 in the spring of 2021, they lost the NEC title game. So Central Connecticut in 2019, the last team to fully go through all their conference games without a loss prior to St. Francis this year. Merrimack finishes in second at six and one. And yeah, tough loss on their home field in the finale, but don't let that take away from a brilliant season for head coach Dan Kern and his crew. They wrote a seven game win streak all the way to a game on their home field with a chance to win their program's first league title. They will be eligible to make the FCS playoffs starting next year. LIU, your third place finishers. They finished with a winning record in conference play for the very first time at four and three, and they will take a four game win streak into the 2023 season. Sacred Heart and Duquesne, they were the league favorites back in August. They finished in a fourth place tie at three and four. Duquesne won the head to head tiebreaker. Stonehill and Central Connecticut finished tied for sixth at two and five. Central won the head to head tiebreaker, as we just mentioned in this past 
weekend's regular season finale, and Wagner finishes at one and six. So up next on tap, the NEC champion St. Francis Red Flash will be on their way to the FCS playoffs. What an incredible season for SFU. They rank eighth in FCS, averaging 37.6 points per game. They've averaged 46 points per game in just their last four outings. They're also 16th in the country, 444 yards per game. They've averaged 495 over their last four games. And don't forget about the defense. They rank seventh in the FCS, only yielding 18.4 points and are ninth in the nation, only allowing 310 yards per game. St. Francis has set a new single season program record with 52 touchdowns and 414 total points scored and counting. They still have more games to play to add to that record. And don't forget about Cole Doyle, who has 14 touchdowns and is averaging 306 yards per game in his last three starts. Now, the Red Flash, they gathered last Sunday in Loretto to watch the selection special to learn their fate. And they drew a relatively familiar foe in the Delaware Blue Hens. These teams just played last September in North Delaware, a 27 to 10 Blue Hens win. But this year, St. Francis team looks quite different. They have many young weapons on offense who weren't part of that game just 15 months ago. Delaware finished the season seven and four overall and four and four in the Colonial to earn an at-large bid to the FCS playoffs. The Blue Hens were one of five Colonial teams to earn an FCS playoff nod. The Blue Hens dropped three of their final four games of the season. The Delaware defense ranks third in all of FCS, only allowing 278 and a half yards per game, and their fourth only allowing 16.2 points per game. So the matchups of the Delaware defense against the St. Francis offense with all those numbers we mentioned here at the beginning of the segment, those will be some interesting chess battles to watch. This will be St. Francis's second ever appearance in the FCS playoffs. Back in 2016, they took on Villanova. Now, this game will be played at 2 p.m. in Newark at Delaware Stadium, and you can watch it all on ESPN+. The winner of this game will advance to the second round to face top-seeded South Dakota State the following week. And that'll just about do it for this week's episode, and that'll just about do it for our season. Congratulations on your 2022 Northeast Conference football champion, the St. Francis Red Flash, and make sure you follow their run as the NEC's representative into the FCS playoffs beginning on Saturday, 2 p.m. on ESPN+. And also be sure to check out the NEC Elite, all the NEC All-Conference and NEC Award winners from the 2022 season on northeastconference.org. Thank you for being with us all season long. We hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. We hope you survived Black Friday, and we hope to see you back for in 2023, the 28th season of Northeast Conference football. Until then, I'm Craig D'Amico, and this has been NEC Football on the Run.